0: Since the beginning of the church, persecution has been part of the Christian experience. In fact, the Bible tells us that all who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Today an estimated 360 million Christians are living under severe religious restriction. On this podcast, we share their stories. And we answer the question, how can American Christians live as Christ in an increasingly hostile culture. The way of the persecuted is the harder way, and this is the Harder Way Podcast.
1: Well, hello everyone, I'm Scott.
0: And I'm Maddie, and welcome to the Harder Way Podcast.
1: Well, we're starting our new series where we go through the Bible, we look at people and events in the Bible, and examine them through the lens of the principles of the Harder Way.
0: And we told you guys that we were not going to be doing this chronologically, and we're not, but we decided to start at the beginning, as they say, a very good place to start.
1: Well, I think at the beginning of the Bible, it's important to start in Genesis because there are principles and truths that are laid out in the first six chapters of Genesis that mm-hmm. are themes that play out all throughout the rest of Scripture and reverberate to this very day, and I believe will continue on in the future. So... And we really need to start at the beginning,
0: absolutely, and so we're you know next week we're not necessarily going to be talking about you know Noah right um but uh we are going to be starting here with really the first family right, and so uh and sometimes when we go through this series, we'll talk about one specific person, sometimes it'll be uh, a group of people or a family or a couple um but for the purposes of today's episode, we're going to be looking at. Really that first family, uh, that first family unit of Adam and Eve uh, and their first two children, Cain and Abel.
1: Well, you know, even uh, prior to Cain and Abel, if we look at uh, Genesis 1 and 2, we have, you know, God creating everything and then setting life up in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Uh, But chapter 3, an interesting event takes place. It says uh, in in, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, God has indeed said you shall not, uh, excuse me, dyslexia. Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, right here, we see in verse four, we see the very first choice of the harder way in the Bible.
0: Mm. Wow, this, I mean, this really is
1: right because you see the choice to either have faith in God. Mm-hmm. Or to let the fear that God has not given you his best and he's not been honest with you. God's hiding
0: something from me, keeping Mm -hmm. something from me.
1: So it's a faith versus fear moment right there in the very beginning.
0: And I want to make a comment very quickly that when we look at what Satan is saying, or the serpent is saying to Eve in this moment, you know, he tells her, you will not surely die. And then he tells her, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God, you'll know good and evil. This is just so typical Satan. And people are probably thinking, <laughs> why are you acting like you're Satan's friends? Like, oh, this is such typical Satan. It's stuff. so on brand. But it's honestly, it's so on brand because it's almost true. By the way, you're very excited tonight. I'm glad to have you back. Oh.
1: You've been a little subdued the last couple of podcasts. I'm yes, like, you're excited, Maddie.
0: Struggling. I've been been sick and we've had a lot of stuff going on, and I'm I'm, I'm happy to be back to my normal self. So but, bring the
1: energy girl. I um, love it. But yeah, that's true. Satan's it's on attacking brand.
0: me. No, um, but it's on brand because what we have to understand is that it is very it's gonna be few and far between that the lies that Satan is telling you are just blatant, complete. Mm-hmm. Every single aspect of it is just a straightforward lie because it's very easy to refute something that is just a blatant lie.
1: Well, that's why things like mediums and tarot cards and some of the new age ways of divination or even the old, you know, ways of divination that were a part of paganism throughout history. Right. You're you're asking someone in the spiritual and a demonic presence Either one knows what's going to happen or two can guess, but it's going to either give you a no truth, a half truth, or a nearly full truth, but still mm-hmm. a lie.
0: All with the intent to deceive you and with the intent to take your trust away from God, take your faith away so from it's, God. So it's this
1: challenge. It's, it's this challenge right here in verse, three of cha- or verse four of chapter three, the challenge to mm-hmm. either have faith or to have fear.
0: Because when the serpent says, you will not surely die, he is saying something that is kind of true in the sense that Satan knew they were not going to immediately just drop dead in that moment. But what he also knew was that this would bring death into the world, that they would eventually die, which they were never intended to die. And when he says, you'll eat of it and your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God and you'll know good and evil... In that small, small way, yes, you are going to now, because there will be sin, you'll know and understand good and evil, but it's not going to make them be like God or transform them to have this understanding that God has or the power that God has. But the way that he was saying it was just just that typical satanic deception of something that is a twisted truth.
1: Right, and then we see... The, the broken, the break in the relationship that results immediately due to choosing fear and not choosing faith in God. Because mm. right away, so the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. A lot of sins like that. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave her, hus- her husband with her, uh, and he ate, gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Remember, Paul points out in Romans, Eve was deceived. Adam made a choice. Mm, That's why Jesus is called the second Adam, because he also made a sovereign choice. Because Adam was the only man until Jesus to ever live who did not have a sin nature. And so Adam was able to make a conscious choice without the influence of sin. Everything that we decide, we have the influence of sin trying to make us make the wrong choice. He didn't have that. The next man that came along was the God-man... Jesus, who had, did not have a sin nature. And so that's why he was able to make a choice for the whole world Mm. to not sin. That's why his, that's part of the reason why his uh, sacrifice for our sin is accepted is because he was the only person that that had the, really the ability to make the choice. And and then he had the authority and all that as well. So we see Eve, their eyes are opened. They note, first thing they notice, hey, you're naked, (laughs) So let's cover that up. (laughs) Get some fig leaves, cover themselves up. God's walking in the cool of the day and and they go and they hide themselves from God. And then God calls out to Adam, where are you? Like God doesn't know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Isn't that interesting though? Because God of course knows, but God was giving Adam an opportunity to come forward out of his own Free will and volition, mm-hmm. because this was another thing that we see, I would say, probably the second uh, sort of choice of choosing the easy way or the harder way is that when they did realize, oh, we did something that we were not supposed to do. They made the choice, the easy choice to hide themselves. They didn't go to God and tell them what they had done.
1: So they did. They chose the easy way, not the hard way. Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and then God's like, "Well, you're doing the hard way anyway," and that's one of those life lessons, isn't it? That we all we choose the easy way a lot of times, and God's like, "You're going to have to do the hard way eventually, anyway." So mm-hmm. that's why I tell people choose the harder way now, and then of course they go through their whole process, and you wind up with a very, very, very important, uh, important event taking place, um, and that's called the uh, Proto Evangelion. And that's the, the called the proto or pre uh, gospel.
0: For lay people, you may have heard it pronounced proto-evangelion.
1: or the proto Just
0: just so that way, in case anyone's like, "What is he saying?"
1: <laughs> yeah. So God, you know, basically, says, you know, that the the seed of the man, the seed of the woman, is gonna stomp the serpent's head and the serpent's going to bruise his heel, you know, and that's like a foreshadowing of the gospel. This is the
0: first messianic prophecy, actually.
1: Yeah, it is. So
0: all the way back in the very, very beginning of Genesis, mm-hmm. you see this.
1: And I want you to know something else that happens in here. In verse 21, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of what? Skin. Skin and clothed them. That means that there was the shedding of blood for the first time in the garden.
0: Mm. So another powerful foreshadowing Uh
1: uh-huh blood has to be shed to cover over um to cover over the nakedness or to cover Mm -hmm. over the consequences of sin
0: and that's what jesus does or Uh did and does for us
1: exactly that's right okay and So
0: so so because adam and eve uh chose the easy way, chose to not listen to God, and then chose to hide it and chose to, you know, continually making these choices. We now have sin that's brought into the world. We have death that's brought into the world. We have Adam and Eve um, being removed from the garden, that kind of barrier being placed at that point between man and God. Um, And then they have their first two children, uh, their oldest son, Cain, and then their younger son, Abel.
1: Okay, now something funny is in this verse, Maddie. You know what that is? No. Now, Adam knew his wife.
0: Oh. <laughs> Let's talk
1: about a little funny Hebrew thing.
0: Okay, so for those of you, you've probably heard this, where people will say, um, you know, he knew his wife, dot, 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 in the biblical sense, because when it says that in the Bible specifically, you'll see that in the King James and New King James, it's referring to... Sex. I did not really know how to say that other than... Awkward. Yeah. Um, romantic physical intimacy, we'll say. Um, okay. That's a more awkward way to say it. But anyway, uh, it's referring to that, but the word that's used uh, in the Hebrew is yada. And uh, for those of you that have ever been familiar with anybody from the East Coast or heard anything, um, you know, Yiddish, that's kind of infiltrated our culture, is this saying yada, yada, yada. Right, right. In the same way that in English we might be like, "Oh, you know, you know, you know," and so that's yada yada yada. Is you know, you know, you know. But it's funny because it also is talking about the sexual relationship, Mm -hmm. and so just that kind of weird dynamic of so now you know a a Hebrew
1: word and also a Yiddish word to know is Mm -hmm. yada or yada.
0: That's where we get yada yada yada.
1: The more you know. Okay, so um. So she had a son named Cain, and then she had another son named Abel. Cain wanted to be a good son, but he wasn't able. Uh, now, Abel was a. That's keep-
0: what we call a dad joke. Everybody.
1: Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. So Cain brought fruit of the ground to the Lord, okay? Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his offering, and Cain was angry. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. So Cain, what does Cain do? What God is saying to Cain here is he's saying, look... Apparently there's a previous conversation because um, Cain is expected to know that what God wants is the same kind of sacrifice that Abel gave.
0: That's really important because since that isn't explicitly stated, it can be a little confusing for people, but that is absolutely implied and seems to be something that uh, would have been understood by the initial author and the initial reader of Genesis Mm. uh, is that, Cain was aware that there was a precedent that had been set or a command that had been given that, um, God required a, a blood offering. Right. The shedding of blood that, that, um the first fruits of a grain offering were not going to be sufficient for what God had asked.
1: Yeah, and I would say even, you know, if we're looking at future uh, explanations of the sacrificial system, that grain offerings and wave offerings and things like that were very well accepted. And so it, I, in, in the eyes of man, I would say it's an honorable thing to say, well, Lord, this is what I do. I grow grain. And so here's the first fruits of my crop sacrifice to you. I think that's very honorable, Mm -hmm. but the problem isn't what I think. The problem is that it appears that God has told them previously on these occasions or at this time, I want a blood sacrifice.
0: Yeah. And so it's not about, you know, oh, it doesn't make sense to me. And this is something, you know, we talked about the fact that we want to make sure that there's a lot of real world contemporary application in this series. And this is something that I want to kind of hit on and that we talked about even before recording this podcast is that, excuse me, is that in our world today, there are a lot of things that look good and we don't understand why they would be bad or why they're sinful. Right. Right. Because it looks like a good, positive thing. But let's look at well It looks like a harmless harmless thing. thing, right? Yeah, if anything, harmless. But if we look back at the first accounts of sins, we see they're both things that seemed, in eyes of man, to be good, and that didn't really make sense why they weren't allowed to do them. Because to Adam and Eve, why wouldn't we be allowed to eat? From this tree. The fruit looks good. Everything looks good on it.
1: God's given us all this stuff. Yeah. Why would he withhold any knowledge from us when he's withheld nothing else from us? Doesn't
0: make any sense at all.
1: Because you have to imagine, these people are genetically perfect, right?
0: Yeah, what a wild thought. They just wonder what they looked like.
1: They're probably the smartest that if, human beings that ever lived. Yeah. Right? The um, most
0: physically capable. Probably
1: the most physically fit. So they're like the ubermensch and the uberman, right? They're the, They're the... Or the Ubermensch and the Ubermädchen, you know they're the
0: That's German for you guys. Yeah,
1: they're they're like the you know the, the Superman, Superwoman, and as far as humans could be, I would think that that will be the case. Yeah. Uh, because we see you know our d- genetic degradation over time, and we see li- even their lifespan being in, in the nine hundreds.
0: I, I, I'm laughing because I remember when I was in Bible college. We were. I was taking a creation science class and the professor was kind of talking about this and he goes, yeah, I think I'm going to get to heaven. And I'm, a lady's going to be walking by and I'll be like, whoa, that must be Eve. <laughs> so, he's just thinking about that while you were saying that.
1: Well, so the thing is, is that.
0: Um, but with Cain, same thing, right?
1: Oh, yeah, he'd have been right up
0: there with him. Um, is, and uh, really just saying, okay, it doesn't make any sense that if I'm giving God the first fruits of my labor, if I'm giving God my best of this grain that I have worked and toiled, you know, cause let's think about it. It does take significantly more work to get a crop of grain than to keep a flock of sheep alive. Well, and I
1: think the shepherds might argue with you and but, but well not that you're wrong well, but
0: just physically maybe
1: but oh, sure, no i'm not even arguing um, i'm saying they oh yeah yeah, that. yeah
0: but so uh, he's thinking to himself i've worked so hard this is what i do i'm giving god the first fruits it does not make any sense that i would have to go and do a blood offering why can't i offer this so here we
1: have another picture of self of salvation
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it's the nature of human beings to try to work or earn their way into salvation, even Absolutely. after we're saved.
0: Yes, even now. I mean, I mean we I, talked about this in the episode we did about uh, about legalism.
1: So so Cain's like, look, I know you, what you said, but I did things this way, and it's good, and I worked hard, mm-hmm. and so you should accept what I want to give you. And God says, no. I told you what I wanted. You could have gone and bought a sheep from your brother, made the sacrifice on the altar, and I would have been pleased. I even gave you a second chance. He even told, Don't be mad. Just go do the right thing. I'll accept you. Like I'm not mad, I'm not I'm not holding anything against you at this point. And he's like, You he just sin's lying at the door and it wants to get you. Hmm. Because remember, mom and dad opened the door to sin being in the world, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is, even though Cain and Abel were all these things genetically, they both had a sin nature and it was always trying to get at them.
0: It's absolutely true. And I think that it's interesting what God says here, where he says, you know, and if you do not do well, meaning if you do this wrong sacrifice, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. This is something, another real world application You know, we've talked about in previous episodes doing things the good way and doing things the God way. Right. When we do things the good way, instead of doing things the God way, we open the door for sin. And we can give Satan a foothold in our lives by something that seems, um, for all intents and purposes, to be a positive, good, or harmless thing.
1: Now, sometimes it's a blessing because the good thing and the God thing are the same thing. Yes. That's so not always the no, case. but not always
0: the case. And then we
1: have this stark line drawn right here. And this is why it's so important that we look at Cain and Abel because in this moment, this line is drawn between the good way and the God way, between faith the, between and, and not faith, between the hard, the easy way and the, and the harder, harder way. way. And so when we're talking about the harder way, we're talking about doing God th- God's things on God's terms, in God's way, for God's purposes, and for God's plans, and for God's glory. That's the harder way.
0: That's the harder way.
1: Right? And when I get my opinion in there, and I start saying, well, I think it should be this, and I think it should be like that, once I do that, I'm now moving away from the harder way to the easy way. I'm moving away from the God way to the good way.
0: Moving from faith to fear.
1: Moving from faith to fear, or... A word that we can use almost interchangeably with fear is control, and I think especially in these early days, we're seeing a lot more control than we are fear
0: mm. and controls
1: because fear is j ju- control is just fear in action. that's yep. what you do when you're feared
0: yep, we say we've said that many times in the podcast mm-hmm. that control is the action side of fear,
1: and people do some crazy, crazy stuff when they're trying to find some sense of control in a situation when they're overwhelmed by fear yes. Yeah. And I think it's important also to point out you're gonna fail in life. We're all gonna fail. We're all gonna fall short of the glory of God. The scripture tells us for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're gonna make mistakes. We are going to make the wrong offering. We're gonna choose the good way instead of the god way. We're gonna choose the easy way instead of the hard way. But notice how the Lord responds to Cain with such love and compassion. Don't get mad, don't be upset. Just do the right thing now. Now turn mm-hmm. go up go back and do the right thing. Yeah. What a God we serve. And that's always our choice as well when we, we make a mistake. Lord, you're right. I made a mistake. Here's what I did. And I, I think that's why I think that, that that's why David is called a man after God's own heart, is because he embraces the way of Abel, not the way of Cain. And he takes that option though when he does embrace the way of Cain which he does sometimes. We've seen, we've we read yeah. about it.
0: David's, Hashtag David had, had some sins, you know, had But some when problems.
1: So sin lied at the door. It wanted to consume him, but he would, he went back and did the right thing. And he recognized I sinned against you, God.
0: Mm-hmm. Only you
1: can cleanse me and make me right. I think that was the big thing.
0: Yeah. Because when Cain was given that choice, uh he chose control. Again, the action side of fear. He chose the easy way instead of the harder way. And for him, uh, what he viewed as the easy way was just to get his brother out of the way.
1: He's, like, I'll show you some shedding of blood. Yeah, Yeah, I'm looking to shed my brother's blood. Wow, that's cold blooded. That's, I mean, that's. Think about. Think about the the power of sin, and the demonic forces who are trying to influence you in the way of sin. Think about the power of that, because once he let his guard, once he laid let his guard down, he laid down, refused to turn back to God. And chose to let sin have its way with him, how quickly it led him to do the unthinkable.
0: Yeah. And we have to be very careful in our own lives because there are so many things that we would say, well, we would never do that. Or, you know, I wouldn't even think about saying this or going to this place or anything like that. But when we get afraid enough, when we get too much into our fear, we will do things that would have been unimaginable to us before and honestly that can be something that gives us a bit of compassion when we see people around us doing crazy things and i think now as we're in a time where there's so much fear mongering going around we're probably going to continue to see people doing things that are just crazy and we have wow. to understand that many of those people are acting that way because they are living in fear and we should be Praying for them that they can can move from that life of fear into that life of faith. Doing what we can to be an example of that. Doing what we can to spread the message of faith over fear. Spreading the message of the harder way. And praying that they would um, experience that freedom and joy that comes from choosing the harder way. Because I don't even, I would not want to be dealing with the things going on in this world today Doing doing it. And just living in the fear of that because I think that it would be all consuming yeah we'll because be- there's so much fear to be had
1: oh there's there, we have a <laughs> we definitely have a, a market that is flush with fear these days so we look at this picture I think we want to go through all of scripture and we want to look at our lives and we want to see this God's way versus man's way and you know tying this into the persecuted church is really easy when the when the iron curtain came down, Um, You know, in the early 90s, a lot of Western churches, especially American churches, flooded into the the former Soviet Union churches and into, you know, the the ones that were part of the Warsaw Pact. And Mm -hmm. they flooded in there and they brought their Western money and their Western materials and their Western ideas. And they really did an incredible amount of damage to the church because there was not a lot of consulting God, I don't think. Or what is your plan? What is the way, what is, what is your way in all of this? There was more of a, well, we, we've got stuff and we've got money and we've got great programs. And so let's get over there and, you know, get them trained up right. And it's like.
0: Most how- of those people, I'm sure their hearts were in the right place. Mm-hmm. Because I think that obviously there would be some people that, you know, had malicious intentions, but the vast majority.
1: were doing the good thing.
0: Yes, like, oh, it's a good positive thing to help these people by sharing all of this knowledge that we have and training these people and you know giving them our materials. That's a good thing.
1: But the God thing would have been to go in humility. Mm. And yeah. to say
0: humility is always what did a you learn
1: thing. about walking while, with Jesus while living under persecution? Because the Bible promises all Christians persecution mm-hmm. and persecution is the world's sign that we are something different than of the world, so we should all be experiencing some level of it. And um, you know, what can you tell us? Okay, and now what what do you need? Rather than coming in humbly and prayerfully, which I think would have been the God way, we came in pridefully and we created so much damage. One pastor famously said to uh to our the founders of our ministry, they said, well I used to have a bus or i used there used to be a bus in town, and uh, I'd send all my people out on the bus and tell them to invite everybody to church and He said we'd get ten people to come to a to a, an evangelistic service, and nine will get saved now the denomination brought me a suit, bought me a car, bought me a bus i spent i spend all my time uh and money. From the church, trying to raise money to fix the bus and pay for gas. The people refuse to ride the public transit, so no one's getting invited to church. Wow. Even if they do get invited to church, I have 10 people come to come visit the church. One gets saved. Nine just take the free stuff we give them and leave. And he said, the best part is, now there's two groups of people in Russia that have suits and drive cars. Pastors and gangsters. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and that was a
0: drastic change that happened very quickly. Fast.
1: And all that came from a good place, but it wasn't from a God place. It was, it was from the way of man, not the way of faith. It was from the way of Cain, not the way of Abel. Doing God's things God's way.
0: And that's something that we should all really just be looking at in our own lives. Are there things that we're doing that are good, but that are not, that are not from God? Right. And I'm sure that for all of us, there are probably those things Mm -hmm. because, you know, all of us have a sin nature, all of us have struggles. And so sometimes it takes, you know, really going to God and praying and asking him, open my eyes, show me the areas where I've been choosing the good thing. Show me the areas where I've been choosing the easy way and help me to transition from the good thing to the God thing, from the easy way to the harder way.
1: We'll wrap up on, on something that really strikes at people's core: giving to ministry. Mm. You know, um, people will are very, very uh, hold back a lot of their money, and they're trying to be wise with how they're going to give to the church. Try to be wise with supporting other ministries, or try to be frugal. That's very good. God says. To give him your first fruits, mm. and then yeah. here and the that's that's the hard way. The harder way is to say, "Lord,
0: just exactly how much
1: of my first fruits do you want?"
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. The harder way is the way of stewardship, where we say it's not just my first fruits that belong to God; it's all the fruits, it's the whole tree, it's the whole orchard. God, what do you want me to do with? The fruit from your trees, from your orchard. Right. And, out of it's mine. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then he says, go to the store, buy some bubble gum, keep the, and then with whatever money's left over, spend the rest on yourself. Well, that's kind of how it works. He gives you instructions, and then you go and do what he says to do. Well, listen. It's an interesting picture. This is the Star Wars. It's all about bubble gum at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Listen. This is the end this is the end of this uh, first podcast in this series and we're, we've set the set the tones at the stage uh we're going to look at a lot of other people's lives a lot of other situations where we can see the hard way and and, and the harder way and and then the not harder way uh we want to choose the way of Abel we want to choose the way of doing what God says simply because he said it mm-hmm. we want to do things his way and we and we may not understand it but that's okay because he does. Yes. I don't know what the Lord does.
0: I don't know, what the Lord knows. And we would encourage all of you, uh, now that you've listened to this podcast, uh, to go take a few moments and read through Genesis 3 and Genesis 4 so that you can read these accounts for yourself and see uh, what the Lord has to teach you through those accounts because we're here to to help and to share application and to explain, but ultimately the true power and transformation is going to come from you getting into the Word for yourself. There's mm-hmm. nothing that can replace that.
1: Remember our persecuted brothers and sisters who don't have the privilege Mm. of reading Genesis three and four and know that that's why it's so imperative that we get more scriptures to them. All right. Well, listen, God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next week.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Harder Way podcast. If you were encouraged by this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review. To be the first to know when we publish new episodes, subscribe to the Harder Way podcast on your favorite platform. Until next time, remember the words of Christ. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.